0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire. Today we're doing an episode, or part two, of the Fawn response. So in our first part, we talked about what it is, how it's the real cause of codependency, um, and how to start detecting it <clears throat> so that we can then move towards an intervention and a shift in your world, because that's that's the basic process we do with anything like this, that's a systemic response in our lives as we detect we intervene we shift so cool part here is this isn't as hard as we imagine it would be and it can happen faster than we think it can so that's today's episode we'll be getting that into that here in a moment if you're watching on youtube hit that subscribe button hit that like button and comment below if you're listening via podcast thank you for being here if you want to listen via podcast you can find me under heal your codependency on Apple, Google, Spotify, and others. And if you're watching on Facebook, nice to see you. All right, let's jump in here. So a fawn response as a review is a biological reflex that arises in the body when the body cannot either safely escape or safely fight for its well-being and its safety within a relationship system. And so... If the body realizes I depend on them, I need them for my survival, and they don't respond to my bids for change or a fight response, they don't, I can't escape this, so now I'm going to fawn. Fawning means I'm going to please them, I'm going to regulate their emotions, I'm going to minimize my own, I'm going to take on the responsibility for their reactions and their behaviors, I'm going to be the cause, thus the cure of their behaviors. Um, Fawning takes on the entire responsibility for things that happen in the relationship and the behaviors and actions other people do, as well as leading to that perfectionism, trying to fix others or the self, even try to merge with others in order to feel whole and complete, and even enable other people's toxic behavior patterns by defending them, explaining their behaviors through the lens of they're just traumatized, or just t- tired, they had a bad day, rather than creating effective accountability and Advocacy. In the world. So fawning is actually the cause of all your codependent behaviors. This is why therapy traditionally doesn't resolve codependency. It teaches you how to cope with it. My work, we resolve codependency by helping the body feel safe enough, connected enough, and valuable enough to let go of codependency, to let go of the fawn response, and to engage its natural advocacy response. So what does that actually look like? Well, We all have three essential needs. Everything starts with what I call the three necessities. Three necessities. We need safety, emotionally, relationally, and physically. Then we need connection with ourself and with others and others with us, so community. And then we need self-worth. These three necessities of safety, connection, and self-worth are always in action and always being sought to be nurtured and cared for in our activities throughout our daily life. So, if we're coming from a healthy premise within ourselves, we have nurtured safety by having safe people and safe community in our lives. We're able to na- navigate differences, conflict, challenges in our life, where we stay in the relationship, they stay in it, we understand each other, we comprehend each other, we work through the pain. We're constantly moving towards understanding and comprehension and care for each other in our relationships. That's an example of a healthy connection and how it cultivates safety. Further in safety, we are empowered to understand our limits and our capacities, and then we're able to resource what we need in order to have you know shelter, food, money, um, connection, and all of that. Emotionally, we have the ability to access our own emotions, define them or differentiate them from other people's emotions. We're able to communicate those emotions effectively that don't cause in ways that don't cause harm, in ways that don't blame or attack ourselves or others, but instead communicate the pain we're feeling and the need we have and how we would like that met. We're also able to process those emotions, bring them to rest and peace. We're able to receive from others what they're thinking, feeling, and needing. We're able to share with them what we're thinking, feeling, and needing. We're able to build secure attachment bonds in this process. And third, with self-worth, we have come to realize, trust, and embody that our worth is independent of all conditions. All conditions. That's the approval of mom and dad. That's a rejection of your first significant, uh, or your first love. That is the feelings of your significant other. That is the feelings you have towards yourself. Your worth is truly intrinsic, autonomous, and innate. And we're able to identify it, access it, and embody it. So we're able to feel from it and use it to guide our lives. People who have mastered these things create results in their world of healthy relationships, purpose and joy that matters to them, a sense of fulfillment, and joy in the world. But when it comes to codependency, these three needs are deeply undernourished. They feel threatened because they're under-resourced. So our sense of safety might be tangled up in someone else's approval, for instance, and then we dread disappointing them because now it means we're unsafe, we might get harmed. Or our worth is tied up with their approval, so when they're disappointed in us or they don't agree with us in something, our sense of worth collapses and we fill with shame and guilt. When our safety, our connection, and our self-worth are entangled or enmeshed with other people, and put another way, we depend on other people to generate these things within our lives in an unhealthy way, we lose contact with ourselves and we become very tied up and entangled with regulating them and regulating and changing ourselves so that they'll love and like us. It's these three necessities that have to be addressed in order to help the body feel safe enough to advocate for itself and to stop fawning for its own protection. So how do we do that? The first step I take my students through is acknowledging that we're there. We have codependency. We're trying to survive. This is the only way we know how to do this. This acknowledgement and this endorsement of it allows us to start releasing shame, guilt, and judgment that we might have about doing these codependent behaviors, and we can start connecting to the actual need that's behind it. It's like, how is people-pleasing trying to make me safe today? What other options are there for me in making me safe, for instance? Or is how is pleasing this person trying to bolster my sense of worth? What other ways can I connect with my worth that doesn't depend on that? These are ways we start to nurture our connection, our safety, and our self-worth Within our, inside ourselves. So we start with that acknowledgement of what we're doing, what it's trying to do for us. And then the next focus has to be oriented around building emotional safety. Specifically, we have to become safe with ourselves, safe with what we feel, what we sense, safe with our needs, safe with our pain, safe with our boundaries, safe with our wants, and the sensations we feel in our body and the thoughts that emerge in our mind. Emotional safety becomes the dominant focus of the work because without that, connection and our sense of self-worth are going to falter. They will not be reliable. We will go in and out of access to those intermittently. <clears throat> and it will be it will be very difficult to advocate for ourselves if we don't feel safe enough to navigate the impact or the risk that comes by advocating for ourselves. So in emotional safety, we focus on nervous system care so that we can soothe and care for the pain and tension in our body, which helps build capacity. Then we focus on nurturing our awareness, our inward awareness, specifically about what we're feeling, what we're sensing, what's showing up, and becoming more neutral, more of an observer to that. And then we build a practice of titration through pendulation, which means I can access the pain for a little bit and then soothe myself a moment with a soothing thing and return to access with that pain for a moment and back to soothing from there we build the habit of being able to acknowledge legitimize and integrate what we feel in such a way that we start to actually feel seen valued and cared for by ourselves so we're able to do this with our own pain and not have to seek it out so much outside of ourselves now we learn how to navigate our own thoughts, our own fears, our conclusions, assumptions, our own judgments and expectations out in the world. And this allows us to have access to who we are, access to our programming, and start changing the way, one, we feel towards things, to how we think about them, and three, the behavior that emerges out of that. So what happens here is when we feel safe enough not to fawn, we also feel safe enough to advocate, to say yes, to say no and ultimately connect using safe vulnerability, healthy vulnerability, in a way that can help, that lets people see us, lets us see them, and then we can make wise choices based on what's coming up. So I'm teaching you very fundamental practices that help you do very advanced things, In your life that create results that you want. This is the primary, one of the primary focuses of the essential codependency healing system or healing trainings because we start with that emotional safety, then we build connection with your self-worth, and then we start building clarity about who is safe and who is not and establishing boundaries, establishing your own autonomy and our own power, and that moves you into your own natural advocacy response. So this is how we emerge out of the codepend- out of codependency, it's how we stop the fawn response and engage our advocacy response. And we do this in a way that allows us to expand on this exponentially through time. So it's not a one-time event, it becomes a lifetime practice that constantly amplifies itself. So we're always growing in our sense of capacity, our sense of confidence, our sense of worth, and our own sense of strength and advocacy, because we're always cultivating a sense of safety with ourselves and others, a sense of connection with ourselves and others, and a, and a sense of connection and embodiment with our self-worth. And that's what I teach in the Essential Codependency Healing Trainings. We start in just about two weeks, so the info for that is um, in the description. We start. On, I teach it on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Time, so come join us there. If you want to start this process and actually be free of your codependent habits like people-pleasing, perfectionism fixing others being obsessed with trying to control outcomes come join us there and to start off with take that chance to just become aware of hey i'm fawning i'm pleasing i'm 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 trying to fix things i'm trying to feel safe here acknowledge what you're doing and then approach it with care it's like of course i'm trying to please this person i i scared of losing connection with them of course, I'm trying to be perfect. I'm scared of being criticized and not being seen and valued. Of course, I'm trying to fix their problem. I, I want to be valued. I want to feel like I matter and I belong. These are ways to validate and legitimize those codependent impulses, helps remove the guilt and shame we might carry with those impulses. And it opens us up to moving beyond them. So it's like, okay, I might want to please them. Now what else is possible? And that's the magic of the work we do. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. My friends, this is not a shameful thing. Codependency isn't a shameful thing. Fawning is not a shameful thing. It's what you've had to do to survive. It's what's kept you alive. And now you can learn additional tools and skills and capacity that helps you thrive in your world in a way that works for you. And that's what I'm here to help you accomplish. So if you want to do that, join the Essential Codependency Healing Trainings um, and... Also, let me know your thoughts in the comments below, and I will see you guys in our next episode, okay? Bye-bye, guys.